Welcome to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. Each week, we'll be bringing you conversations about the mission of the Salvation Army right here in East Tennessee. For more information about the show and the work the Salvation Army is doing here in Knoxville, Tennessee, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org forward slash BTS. Or you can visit SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. We have with us today the world-famous yes. Majors Cameron and Paula Henderson. Uh, they are the area commanders here at the Knoxville Area Salvation Army. And uh, we also have Donna Wright, Social Services Director, uh, here. And uh, we're, we want to uh, first go to our majors here. Um, now, we we did prepare some questions, but, of course, uh, we just want to have an open conversation and uh, and talk about some things that are going on and what God's doing uh, through the Salvation Army and, and using you guys. So let's just start off here. Um, so how long have you guys been officers with the Salvation Army? Yeah, get right in there, Mike. It's yeah. a live show. 24 years of officership. <laughs> <laughs> 24 years, okay. 24 years, yep. And Before that, we were in training for a couple of years, and then we assisted for a year or so. And uh, we've worked with the Salvation Army and for the Salvation Army in a number, number of different capacities. Um, but officially in the same way, um, yeah, 24 years, and it's kind of hard to believe. Yeah, wow. Okay, so, so what led you to this work? I mean, is this this isn't something that just anybody wakes up in one day and says, hey, I'm going to become a Salvation Army officer. So what led you guys to want to pursue this? Well, um, we were really both born into it. Uh, both sets of our parents are, are retired Salvation Army officers. Um, and then um, my both my grandmothers attended the Salvation Army as, um, as uh, con- members of the congregation. Mm-hmm. And... His family, there are many generations on both sides of Salvation Army officers. Um, and we don't just do it because we have history. You know, we do it because God urged our hearts and, and called us to this ministry. I think that experiencing the things that the Salvation Army does, all of its ministries and facets, um, and seeing the uh, the impact that our, that God had through our parents, mm-hmm. And through the generations and friends and that kind of thing, um, of course, we were going to say yes. We wanted to be obedient yeah. to to him, and uh, we haven't regretted any day of it. So, well, we um, I didn't immediately say yes. I, well, I did immediately <laughs> say yes, and then uh, through my teenage years, I uh, really fell away from the Lord and and uh, figured that I was confused. And um, eventually the Lord got a hold of me again, kind of like Jonah uh, calling me, being patient and gracious and calling a second time. And actually we heard, um, you know, felt that calling and that pull. You know, the the Apostle Paul talks about, you know, compelled by Christ's love. And we felt called by God to do this ministry at the same meeting before we really knew each other when we were teenagers. We discovered this later in, in life. We realized we were sitting in the same youth meeting the Salvation Army had in uh, at actually at Ridgecrest in uh, North Carolina, yeah. across the in the mountains of North Carolina, sitting there in a Salvation Army youth meeting, and at some point they said something along the lines of, "If if if the Lord is leading your heart to do this ministry, uh, why don't you come on up here and let's let's talk about it, let's pray about it, and whatever else." And she and I both responded on that same. Uh, in that same meeting, in that wow. same event. So God has been good. And um, we've known each other as young people, you mm-hmm. know, 
um, in the Carolinas, going to Salvation Army events and yeah. things like that in different places, and uh, just kept growing up together, um, dated each other off and on, and, yeah. and eventually the Lord just kind of said, this was the, what I was doing all along. So yeah. Praise the Lord. I want, I, for some reason, I had, will you be my sweetheart? Just rolling over and, well, you, anyways. Yeah, that was almost <laughs> like it, but very different. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so this is really a, a legacy for you guys, um, as I can, I mean, just from your, your parents passing that on to you, that passion for ministry, uh, and, and applying that passion in the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually had the, the, the pleasure of meeting your parents, Major Cam, um, and, um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they are uh, just uh, really, really seem like just solid people. I mean, just just really good people. They put on a good front. They really, really, <laughs> really good. <laughs> they are great people. <laughs> so is this something that you hope to, to pass on to, to your children? If God calls them to that. Right. Um, I think our, our main goal as parents and Salvation Army officers is that we lead them to Christ, mm-hmm. that they understand what, uh, living for him daily is, and then listening to him, yeah. hearing his voice, and then saying yes if that's what he's called them to. But if they were anything else, as long as they did it for Christ, we would be yeah. excited. That's really got to be the key. Yeah, it has to be his calling because mm-hmm. that's what sustains you in in difficult times. Yeah. Um, it has to be a knowledge that I'm here because he has not only called me to it, but he promises he will equip and sustain. Um, because in, in ministry, in a ministry role, probably like many other jobs, but in a ministry role, it's too easy on the tough day to go, I could do anything else except that I'm compelled by Christ's love to go and do that. Yeah, And so sure. it needs to be um, a calling from God on their own lives and hearts. And so, yeah, our job is just to teach them how to seek God out for themselves and be listening and then have courage to obey and, yeah. and, and follow and keep that relationship with Jesus. Well, you're certainly seem to be setting a good example for that. So, so. Um, yeah, working hard at it. <laughs> um, so how long have you guys been here at this command in Knoxville? We got here in, um, well, we basically started the very beginning of July, 2021. So just a little over a year now, we just, uh, crossed over, uh, finished our first year. Um, and, um, I've been just blessed by the beauty of it and the people here, and uh, it's been wonderful. But it's only been a year. Wow! And what um, what kind of uh, like what surprised you the most uh, about being here when you first got here? What was you know what was the first thing other than missing the beach? <laughs> oh, I didn't miss the beach. <laughs> We've never been beach people, but I did no. have family down there, so that was nice to be near family yeah. and those kinds of things. But we have family up this way, so it's okay. nice to be now near her family. Um, but I think one of the, uh, honestly one of the things that surprised us, um, not surprised us, but just how difficult the ministry and mission is. It's very, very hard work, and I give a lot of uh, props. I think sometimes they think I'm joking, but to the staff here who just day in and day out love on people and trying to help be part of solutions in the community That's and right. just solutions in, in that one person's life um, day in and day out. And it's extremely hard. Um, but you know, God, again, God promises to sustain and to provide, and so um, not surprised by His uh, sustaining power. Yeah, but desperate for it. Man, that's for awesome. sure, absolutely, yeah. like we all are. Um, and you, uh, you moved here. I alluded to this just a moment ago. You moved here from uh, from where? Tell us about where you your last command. We just spent five years in Tampa, Florida. It's awful. 
Yeah. I hate yeah. that you had Predatory. to suffer. Suffering yeah. for Jesus. That's right. <laughs> saved now. We're saved. Saved by the mountains. That's right. And seasons and leaves and things like that. <laughs> well, um, I know that uh, you guys moving here has obviously been good for this command. I know uh, me personally. Uh, I've, I've only been with the Salvation Army now for since April. And uh, I have I just have enjoyed getting to know you guys and getting to know all of our staff here. Um, could you please tell us a little bit? Um, about um, what the what the mission is of the Salvation Army as a whole, and specifically here in East Tennessee. Hmm. Yeah, um, the mission of the Salvation Army as a whole. So in 1865, there was a man named William, a couple named William and Catherine Booth, and they began the Salvation Army. Um, maybe one of these episodes we can tell a little more about the Salvation Army history, where it all mm-hmm. comes from. But uh, early on, they saw just tremendous needs people in the most desperate needs not only for spiritual salvation but also just physical salvation just lost and messed and up and ruined their lives their lives were ruined and those kinds of things and they felt mm-hmm. the need to love on them yeah. and uh, began the salvation army um, internationally with all the same mission so no matter where you go in the salvation army the mission is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ yep. and to meet human needs in his name without yep. discrimination Amen. And that's our goal and our effort every day. And it looks all different ways, and there's different um, programs that try to do it. And sometimes it's not a program. Sometimes it's just uh, one of those who are with the Salvation Army saying, let me help that person yeah. um, with or without a program. But that's the whole idea is to let them know about Jesus, let them know about God's saving power, and um, what, are you, what needs do you have, and how can we be a part of helping with that need. That's great. Well, I want to take a moment to to brag on you guys just a little bit, but also I want our listening audience to to really get to know your guys' heart, and which is the heart of uh, this area command here in Knoxville. And one of the first things we did was during uh, the the time where they were clearing out the area where there were campers and things in the homeless community uh, down here in central or in uh, uh, downtown Knoxville. Um, we actually went down and provided a few things, water and, and coffee and things like that, and a few snacks. But I got to watch Major Cam actually um, it really, really scare me a little bit because he would wander away from us and, and just I would look and he would be down on his knees praying with someone, one of these homeless folks. And uh, I'm not, again, not not um uh, i'm not trying to 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 bolster major cam necessarily but because I, I know what his heart is and i know what motivates him and it's christ mm-hmm. and it's uh it's that compassion mm-hmm. for those that are hurting and that are lost and don't have hope and i watched you do that and man i i had only been here for a little while at that point a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and it solidified my being here and i was like okay that's that tells me he's here he's he's not going to sit in an office all day long, he's out here actually among the people, even when it makes me a little nervous because he wanders off and we're not sure where he went. And <laughs> well, it's a little show we put on about two weeks into no. people's jobs. No, but that's, that's who God is to us, right? right. In, in our muck and in our mire, in our ruinness, yeah. he gets down. He condescends to come down from the throne to say, you're my child. I love yeah. you. Can I help you? I I don't like seeing you like this, brushing off our knees and yeah. reminding us that we're we're his we're his child, we're his son, that is, or his daughter. That's good stuff. Yeah, and that's absolutely the heart of the Salvation Army. And something that a lot of people don't know, and most people don't know, I think, I didn't know truly until 
um, I came here is that the Salvation Army is a church. Oh, yeah. And so our, <laughs> our core officers um, are also pastors. Um, and so um, we have church services here every Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to talk a little bit about the services, uh, what time they start, that kind of thing? Sure. Um, well, we, we uh, do have Sunday school, uh, which is just uh, basic Bible learning and, and I think a time of discipleship. Um, and that starts at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then 11, we come all together, um, all ages, all genders, um, whether you have a lot of money or you don't. <laughs> and we, we focus on worshiping God. Um, we do that through um, singing and fellowship. And um, my husband or somebody, um, sometimes it's me, um, brings a, a, a sermon and and we just focus on the Lord. That's really what worship is about, and that strengthens us for the week ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're, we're, we we love that. We love that on, part. On Thursdays, you have women's ministries. Women's and, ministries. And, uh, haven't started the men's ministries yet. They kind of stopped during COVID, and we've just been trying to start the other things. Um, but that is beginning soon. But Bible study on Wednesday nights. Bible study on Wednesday night. Just so. a nice... That, that's one of the things that has blessed us a lot. We talk about that a lot, you know, what it, you know, through the challenges, through the difficulties, whatever else, the strength has often been our people um, who love us through all these things and then the Pray recognition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and what time does that, that Wednesday night service start? What time does that start? Six o'clock. Six o'clock, okay. Mm-hmm. So if someone's looking for a Wednesday night service and they don't have a home church, mm-hmm. uh, right here at Salvation Army, we're at 409 North Broadway, mm-hmm. uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, 37917. Uh, the problem is people don't know where to go when they arrive because it's kind of a campus. So just yeah. look for the flagpoles and come in to the left of the flagpoles. There That's you go. A, we'll say, there find you go. the flagpoles. That's awesome. Well, uh, yes, by all means, please uh, feel free, and, and you can also check us out at uh, online. If you're looking for more information about the Salvation Army here in Knoxville, uh, you can check us out at SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. Yeah. I, the other thing I would want to say, because people do often say, you know, what what denomination are you with or, or whatever else, because partly what they're wondering is, mm-hmm. is this some weird thing <laughs> or what am I safe right. and this kind of thing and I understand that a lot there's a lot of religion out there yeah. um, at the people I mentioned William and Catherine Booth they were or he was a Methodist minister mm-hmm. um, eventually they signed on with the Salvation Army so our doctrines are very similar to Methodist Church but also to Nazarene Church we're, we're Wesleyans so we, our okay. history comes from John Wesley okay. so that that's what you'll come. You'll experience a, a worship service that uh, we we just enjoy family and, and, and those all kinds are welcome. Of things and all are welcome. All are welcome. And yeah. we study the Bible, preach Jesus Christ, and the empowering of the Holy Spirit to change our lives, make us holy yes. like God. So, Amen. Yep, that's what you'll see. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, if if I didn't have a home church, I would make Salvation Army my home church. There you go. Um, but um, uh, so, do I have to wear a uniform if I come to church here? You yeah. get to. Get, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> No, um, some do and some don't. The The uniform is just back from our history of, you know, the arminess and, mm-hmm. and fighting in this war against up against darkness in, in our in our world. And uh, so just keeping that as, as kind of a, a hook to help us recognize, look, we're fighting in a war. Um, and God clothes us and clothes us with his holiness and his grace. And so yeah. we use those as kind of models and examples 
Um, but, but a lot of our folks don't wear the uniform either because they don't want to. Or some of them aren't actually members. We call them soldiers right. when they become a member. Mm-hmm. So many of them, they just have been attending for a while and didn't choose to go all the way to be a, 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 a member and wear a uniform or not. Mm-hmm. But some of our members also just say, no, we don't like polyester. We'll be, we'll be fine in our polo <laughs> shirt. You know what? Uh, let's worship together and, and celebrate. It can be uncomfortable. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so uh, are, do, you, do you guys... Do uh, praise and worship? Do you need do you need people that have gifts mm. and talents that would be able to come in and use those gifts and talents here? We always need people. Yeah. I mean, God's Holy Spirit has gifted people. Yeah, you know, spiritual gifts, but also with a lot of talents, and we need it. Mm-hmm. We do. We we we, <laughs> we uh, Paula does a wonderful job of of planning a worship service, and we use a lot of YouTube videos and things like that because we don't have a guitar player or a pianist right now. We actually may have one coming to help us, but that's an area, man, if you're looking for a, a church to attend and just want to join in with a, a small group of believers and celebrate and worship together and you have those kind of talents, um, we we would probably put you to work uh, before you got here, I think. you know, that's a, Bring that's a right. guitar <laughs> or your piano. I like it. Yeah, well, it's great. Um, so, again, that address is 409 North Broadway, uh, in Knoxville, 37917. Check them out online at uh, SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. Um, now, we want to move ever so slightly. And so <laughs> for our listeners, uh, we want to make sure you guys uh, are informed about the things that the Salvation Army does. Uh, we've talked a lot about where the Salvation Army comes from. We've met our majors. Uh, now we want to introduce Donna Wright. She is the Social Services Director here at the Salvation Army, the Knoxville Area Command. And uh, the first thing, um, and, and I know we have some questions here, but the first thing I want to ask you, Donna, if you wouldn't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from personally, what brought you to the Salvation Army, how long have you been here? Well, I am a native Knoxvillean. I was born here and uh, tried to move away twice, but it didn't work. <laughs> it's too cold in Indiana and Ohio, oh my <laughs> so I had to come back. That's I good really call. deal with the inconsistency of the weather. And so, um, so I've been here most of my life. Um, how did I get here at the Salvation Army? Uh, I would say kicking and screaming, three <laughs> words. <laughs> wow. You know, <laughs> you know uh, not negatively, but, you know, when uh, I hear Jonah and the whale, I think about yeah. myself. You know, mm-hmm. God told Jonah to go to Nineveh and, and preach the gospel, and yeah. Jonah was like, no, you know, <laughs> I have my own agenda, and that's Donna. You know, yeah. I'm a Jonette. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So I like it. Jonah. So uh, I ended up here at the Salvation Army. I was uh, truthfully, I was pursuing other avenues for my life, but we're not in control of our lives. God mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. and being naturally, and I'm not bragging or anything. Being naturally compassionate, and yeah. even not in this compassion, I'm in this capacity. You know, I always gave. I mm-hmm. always, my heart went out for those who are hurting, and I didn't have any idea that God was going to use that. In yeah. this capacity. Mm-hmm. And so God used the gifts that he puts places on the inside of you. He knows our hearts better than we do in direction. And I do not regret it. Not one moment. Yes. Just like Major said, there are times when things get hard and you wonder, why am I here? But then you see the results and yeah. people's lives are touched and they're turned around and they're broken and then they're healed and restored and and you say, you know, Lord, thank you. It's all worth it. Mm-hmm. Man, that's great. That's awesome. Well, that's, yeah, thank you for sharing all that. Um, I don't know that 
Did you mention how long have you been here? Uh, no, maybe <laughs> on purpose. No, uh, I've been here with the Salvation Army uh, around 24 years. I started out oh. as a relief case worker. You know, I was okay. on call, and then I uh, phased up to um, uh, what is it? A full time case worker, okay. then a supervisor, and now director. So, okay. wow. 24 years of the Salvation yes, Army. Yes, 24 years. Well, uh, certainly, thank you very much for, for your dedication uh, in what you do, because I know it's it's not an easy job. And um, uh, how many programs, and, and I, I sometimes don't even like to use the word programs because it makes it sound so sterile or clinical, uh, but it's really not. These are uh, All of these programs are birthed from a, from a compassionate heart and from you know wanting to do good. Uh, and so how many programs do we have currently where we're serving the homeless community here in Knoxville? We're growing, so, I, <laughs> so I'll say around six okay. programs. Uh, we have two emergency shelter programs, and there are 30- to 60-day programs. But we sort of work with individuals where they are, and we may extend that stay. But um, originally there are 30- to 60-day programs. They are for women and children uh, who are experiencing, who are homeless and also experiencing domestic violence and also single homeless men. Mm-hmm. And we also have a transitional housing program for single uh, women and men who are experiencing domestic violence. We also have a, a permanent supportive type model program, which is a long stay program. Yeah. It is uh, three plus years. And so it's for single homeless men who have barriers toward obtaining permanent housing. It may be criminal records. Yeah. It may be uh, a credit, his poor credit history, lack of income. And so those barriers are uh, significantly, significantly difficult to overcome. And yeah. also alcohol and drug and mental health issues. Yeah. We also have our um, emergency assistance program now. It is a prevention and it is implemented to uh, prevent homelessness for singles. I mean, not singles, where individuals and families. We serve um, people who are facing a financial crisis, and we provide food, clothing, utility assistance, and sometimes rental assistance when it's available. And um, also our Pathway of Hope, which is a long-term Program and it focuses on case management, long-term case management, up to two years. And that program is to uh, is designed to help families uh, devise goals toward breaking the cycle of intergenerational poverty. Okay, wow, that's a mouthful. It, well, yeah, that's a lot, but it's but that's good. I mean, obviously, you're very busy. Very. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think we could say that without question. Uh, so approximately how many men, women, and children are benefiting from these programs currently? Currently, there's 95 men, women, and children. Okay. And I know that we have a, uh, a domestic violence uh, shelter right now. And I, I know this is off script here, so <laughs> throwing you a little bit of an audible. But tell us a little bit about how, how the, the, the domestic violence shelter or DV shelter came to be and what kind of spurred that. Uh, the creation of that program? Uh, the Joy Baker Center is named after the former uh, uh, Senator Howard Baker Jr., his mm-hmm. wife, okay. Joy Baker, and it was implemented in 1994. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I'm, uh, I'm learning a lot right now. 
Um, so I'm, I, I appreciate you sharing all of this uh, with our listeners because I know if I'm learning something, our, other, our folks that are listening are as well. Um, and so uh, I know you, you mentioned one of the long-term programs, um, and I want to kind of talk about how are we helping people reestablish permanent housing on their own? What are, how does how did one of these programs help someone go from living on the street to being in one of our shelters to find it finally? finding a, a permanent housing of their own? Well, one thing, uh, when they come to us, we conduct an intake interview to assess their needs. And we also um, not, not, don't focus just on the problem, but also the need. And we collaborate with other partner agencies in the community to collaborate uh, services that will help sustain them in permanent housing. Uh, for one thing, they come with nothing, and we provide clothing and hygiene uh, kits, and also we provide three meals a day. That's mm-hmm. their basic needs right, right off, you know, when they come. And also, uh, we also provide financial assistance, rental assistance, and we help them locate housing, affordable housing, and income benefits, and we also collaborate with uh, DCS. If their children are in custody, we intervene and provide that advocacy to help them reunite with their children. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you for the work that you do. Um, <clears throat> what, are some of the, uh, what are some of the services that the Salvation Army are looking to add in the future? I know of one already, uh, but there are probably others. Um, if you wouldn't mind, uh, the one that I know of is the uh, drug and alcohol rehabilitation, but I know there's probably others. So if you wouldn't mind just sharing that. I'll just mention two. <laughs> it is the alcohol and drug program, as you mentioned, and it is an extension of the Bridge of Hope uh, mm-hmm. program for single homeless men. And it will be a component. It will be the first phase of that program for those who are experiencing alcohol and drug misuse. It will be from uh, six. It's be a residential program. They mm-hmm. will receive alcohol and drug services, and we will collaborate with another agency, with other agencies, to help provide those services. We will provide intensive case management and uh, also monitoring of their progress toward their sobriety. They are able, we found that people, although they complete a short-term in in patient treatment, they uh, may go into outpatient treatment, but they need even more structure and also services for that long haul uh, for to maintain their sobriety. So we want to provide the residential aid. I mean, I'm sorry, the residential program for that. Okay. Wow. Well, that's a, that's very. It can be very far reaching. Now, how how do you think uh, we're impacting the statistic here? Um, well, among the homeless community. Uh, and I, I know I'm not looking for numbers here, facts and figures. You may not have brought those with you. But just in your opinion, are we making a difference in the things that we do here? I believe we are because just in our Joy Baker Center alone, we have an 80% uh, success rate of those who are going into permanent housing. Okay. And uh, so when you look at the situations, you think, oh, there's no, there's no way that, you know, they would – obtain housing but just like I said with the services that we offer we also offer court advocacy and 
We also participate with the Family Justice Center. Uh, we have a presence uh, at their facility to help others in the community to uh, obtain orders of protection for their safety. And also we do provide financial assistance and most of all case management to help them to set goals and also see them through uh, achieving those goals toward permanent housing and provide services to sustain them. It's not just to obtain permanent housing, but yeah. the main goal is also to sustain them in permanent housing. Okay. Well, let me jump in there for just a minute. Absolutely. Because I'll tell you some more about how good Donna and her team are. I'll tell you what, um, one of the things that I was looking for, and I spoke about this uh, just the other day, um, is that we wanted to see how much a difference we're making in the aspect of, it's not the only thing that we do, but in the aspect of helping people who don't have a home to get in, back into their own sustained home um, or into a new one, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. And um, of the 153 people who've moved on from our programs and services so far this year, 102 of them have moved on into permanent housing. So around 50 or so have just kind of either given up or they kind of, lost their way, they'll probably come back at some point yeah, or right. whatever else. That happens a lot as people are trying to get back on their feet. But it's um it's a 67% number that says the folks who are part of our programs and services, you will leave here into your own place or into a place that you can call home. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's a powerful number to me. I was really yeah. excited to see that, and I'm really proud of her and her team, Donna and her team, over a hundred. That's so far this year, and the year's not over yet. So it's exciting to see people, at least in that aspect of, of if I'm if I find myself homeless, what do I do? You can come to the Salvation Army. There's and we work with others too. There's wonderful people. Carm helps folks, and VMC help folks, and many others all around us. But just in our neighborhood right here, our yeah. our block, our corner, there are many others. But in us looking at how are we doing? Okay, are we making an impact on that piece? Um, I, I applaud. Donna and her team, because I can say yes, you are making an impact on that on yeah. that uh, in that work. A yeah. hundred people off the streets uh, today so far this year. So far, so far, more work to be done. But how we celebrate what God's done so far. Anyway. Well, now, how do we? Uh, uh, and this is an kind of an open question to anyone and all. Uh, how do we? How do we fund these programs? Um, how do we get the the funds that we need? Because you know it takes money to do this type of ministry and to be this kind of help to people. How do we get those funds? How does that happen? I tell you what. Um, <laughs> most often, it is um, the man or the woman that every month says, "I'm going to send them twenty dollars or a hundred dollars out of out of what I have," yeah. and um, that just adds up and it and it piles up. We it, we praise the Lord for that. Um, we have a lot of generous folks who leave us in their will, and that sustains us long, long into the, yeah. into the future. We have a lot of folks who give a one-time gift at the end of the year um, or whenever you know, certain things happen, um, either a stock gift or just a, you know, maybe their bonus comes in or their taxes or whatever, and they want to send it up and, and uh, benefit other people. We have a lot of partners that we write grants to that, that um, uh, help us sustain this work. And so it's it, and and then fundraisers. We have you know fundraiser coming up, and so we have all these different ways of of trying to gather the funds to do what we need to do. Some of them are more specific; they focus on one aspect or the other. Mm-hmm. But that generous person who just says, "I just want to help," find a way to use that well, and um, 
we just pray that God helps us to continue to be good stewards. We have an audit each year that helps us to make sure we're being a good steward with the, yeah. the funds people have given us, and and people just continue to help us and give and, yeah. and bless us. It's it's a it's a rewarding thing. It's a little scary, you know, nonprofit. You right. kind of say we're not generating dollars ourselves. Right. We're dependent on people saying, "Hey, I, I appreciate what you're doing, and I I feel led to give to that as well." Mm-hmm. And um, we're so gracious, grateful to them and to God, who I, I believe appoints them and says, yeah. "Hey, help help this out or help that out." It's your way of of giving and supporting those in need. Absolutely, so, Hallelujah. And if you're waiting on an opportunity to to partner with a with a ministry that's doing that kind of work, um, this is uh, it's a great opportunity to do that with Salvation Army to come alongside and say, "You know what? I'm going to partner with you, and I'm going to help you do the work that you're doing and make it possible for you guys to do what you're doing." Um, and and you don't have to wait for the kettles, right? Uh, to be <laughs> to be out in front of the department stores, uh, although that's coming up here uh, pretty soon, uh, starting in November. Those, you'll be seeing those kettles out there, um, and uh, we'll be doing our fundraising. And if you ever wonder what they do with that money, then this is what this is why we're doing this show, so that you will know what the Salvation is about, what Salvation Army is about what they do, how they do it. Um, now, that really leads me to another question, because it takes more than than funds to make these kinds of programs work. It takes people. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about volunteer needs. Do you ever need volunteers for anything at all? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, hallelujah. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you use volunteers first? And, how we use volunteers. Oh, my goodness. That, um, people are so good. Yes, we have volunteers that uh, come and uh, they have nutritional classes to mm-hmm. teach our participants how to uh, prepare nutritious meals and also to budget because, you know, food prices has gone up now. Mm-hmm. And um, they teach them how to budget and to prepare a meal, on a, even on a narrow budget, and um, how to successfully um, manage their um their finances as far as food is concerned and for especially for their children so they can uh have nutritious meals every day okay. also we have uh they come in and do a proverbs 31 and it teach etiquette you know okay. we have tea parties with genuine china you have what real china tea parties yes tea parties i want, uh, <laughs> I want to go <laughs> I've never been to a tea party, an actual tea party. With the little tea cakes and, you know, the silverware and, and, uh, yeah. and Cheshire uh, Cat, does he get to come? Oh, not that tea party. Not that tea party. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we have partner agencies in the community that comes in and they teach, help teach life skills. Mm -hmm. And you would be surprised, you know, also to educate our participants as far as uh, what is your responsibility as far as being a tenant. Uh, also, what is the landlord's responsibility? What does a lease mean? And yesterday, we, they came in um, to uh, uh, conduct a class on uh, financial budgeting. The bank came mm-hmm. in. Someone, a representative from the bank came in and taught them about uh, credit card, debit card. What's yeah. the difference, you know? Yeah. So. No, that's great. And and these folks that do this, they strictly volunteer, They right? strictly volunteer. Wow, mm-hmm. that's pretty great. Now, if I wanted to say I wanted to volunteer, what's the best way for me to reach out to the Salvation Army and let them know? Is, is it would be good for them to call? Good for them to call and ask for April Keaton. Okay, so the number to call would be 865-525-9401. Ask for April Keaton, 
and she is our volunteer coordinator, and she'll get you fixed up and ready to go to work at the Salvation Army if if that's what you feel God has called you to do. We would love for you to, to be a part of what we do here. Yeah, one of the things that we're really building up for is um, I, not just during our Christmas season, but we're building up for our Christmas season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so people who are ringing bells, if you want to, if you want to have a good Christmas, they say the way to do that is to make sure you're ringing a bell for the Salvation Army. And uh, I've so, heard that. yeah, I, I think uh, I've just coined the phrase, I believe. But um, maybe I'll tighten up how the wording goes. But uh, I, I, growing up in the Salvation Army, Paula and I uh, were, um, uh, we'll say, required. But our parents said, "Get to work. Let's let's help us out." And uh, so we would ring bells, and sometimes we would do that. And I think voluntold is voluntold. The word. <laughs> um, yeah. So we would do that a lot. We grew up in that, thinking, "Oh goodness, uh, we'll do doing that again." And then I discovered, honestly, that people were saying, "Don't feel bad asking us to do that because that makes our Christmas." That was a su- very much a surprise to me that people were saying, I ran into somebody uh, not too long ago shopping for furniture, and she said, oh, when are we doing that again? That's my favorite thing to do, you know, during the year, us and our family, and, and I hear that more and more, and it just helped to turn this, you know, this because I've been doing it so long, turn me to this is a joyful thing that people just uh, love and, and enjoy if you haven't done that. So come and take the best thing that helps us the most, Honestly, I think is if you or your neighborhood or you in your Sunday school class or you and your family can say, I'll take a day and I'll organize who's going to work, you know, a couple of hours at a time, but I'll be responsible, Salvation Army, for that day. I'll fill it for you yeah. um, at a different location around town. So that would be a great thing. A- April does uh, all of that scheduling. Well, I think we'll probably have a, a show in the future on how to do some more of those things because as we roll those out closer to Christmas, but something to be thinking about for that. Um, it, we'll hear more too on Angel Tree helping a family uh, ensure they have a good good Christmas and how to volunteer for that or how to uh, give toys to to go to those children. So we'll we'll hear more about those things. But um, if you're if you're talking to us or talking to April, she can give you some a preview on some of those things that are eventually coming. We have volunteers that come in every day and do food yes. services in the yes. kitchen and and help um, the folks. Those ninety five people they eat here, so we serve three meals a day. Three meals a day. And so um, we we use uh, folks come in and volunteer to serve those meals for lunches and dinners every day. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, UT students. A lot of times, just a, a family come and they say, "Want our kids uh, to learn this and and other things." So uh, serving in our in our um, uh, those who are in who are residents here, um, we need help tutoring the children who are part of our programs. We try to tutor them after school, and we need help with tutors who wow. can come and, and do those things. Obviously. On some of these, there's background checks and some of those things, which are, you know, obvious. But um, And then just good old-fashioned, can I come help you clean? Can I come help you move stuff? Do you yeah. need painting done? You know, those those kinds of things. There's always things like that to do. So April's the person who can kind of link you into how to serve and maybe just ask her, what do you need? Or or just say, hey, here's something I can do or something I was thinking of. And, yeah. and uh, so uh, it's just lots and lots of ways. That number to call one more time is 865-525-9401. And uh, if, if you didn't get the number right now, you can always look us up at, no- at SalvationArmyKnoxville.org uh, to find ways to volunteer, find ways to partner with the Salvation Army. Uh, and it's not just about coming and, um, and, and lifting heavy things, although we do need people to do that. Yeah. Uh, but we're... <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
but uh, but but yeah, by all means, uh, please uh, pray about partnering with the Salvation Army, not just financially, but if you have time to give, um, and because not everybody can can afford to support financially, but they can afford a few minutes a day uh, to come and help out. And and honestly, it's extremely eye opening because one of the one of the expressions that I hear a lot from people that come to the Salvation Army and have not been here before is I had no idea. Uh, that's usually the expression I hear. And I, I uttered that expression myself, uh, when I first, uh, came here and I didn't even remember my first exposure to this location of the Salvation Army was years ago, uh, when I was with, uh, the local radio station here in Knoxville and I came here for a, a church service on a Wednesday night. And then I had forgotten that I had even been here mm. until I came here uh, to work and realized, oh wait, I've been here before, <laughs> um, and so so it's it it's had stuck with me. Uh, but until then, I didn't really know what the Salvation Army did. So thank you very much, everybody, for uh, for sharing a little bit about yourselves, a little bit about uh, your calling, your mission, and what the Salvation Army does here in Knoxville, and uh, and how people can help how people can get involved and do more. Uh, something you mentioned, and I, I, I know we're, we, we may not get too far into this because we'll be talking about this in later episodes. We will be on the air every Monday at 5 p.m. on Joy 620 WRJZ right here, yeah. uh, talking more and more. Hopefully, uh, you'll, uh, you'll be a little bit entertained by some of the stuff, but, but you did. I will. Well, I probably will Of be. course, yes. <laughs> That's our goal. <laughs> no, uh, you mentioned uh, one of the things that we did do during the holidays is Angel Tree. And as someone who was from the outside looking in, I knew of Angel Tree. I'd heard of it. Other churches would have Angel Tree things uh, in the church and everything and, and collect for that. Mm. But I did not know that that was a Salvation Army ministry. Mm. So who would like to give us just a little bit on Angel Tree? Uh, I think that might be me. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, well, Angel Tree is a, a, a long-running program um, <clears throat> where uh, we pro- we provide a supplement or a help mm-hmm. um, to Christmas for families who who need that help. Maybe they've fallen on hard times. Um, you know, it the scenarios are you know are many, um, but we um, do everything from have. Uh, actual trees with angels on them mm-hmm. with uh, information uh, either to go to our Walmart registry for good or um, we have specific uh, um, and companies and individuals can do specific kids. Some of them uh, over the years uh, love to pick uh, uh, somebody to honor a, a, a member of their family who is deceased or a child that uh, that they that they lost, and they do it every year. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them do it with their uh, choose an angel and, and purchase gifts and things for that specific angel to uh, use as a, a teaching tool for their children on how to give back, and and mm-hmm. that uh, that there are other there are kids who have have needs that maybe their kids don't experience. Right. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know. We've just the Salvation Army's been doing this for a long time, and it is just such a blessing. Um, so look around you, um, uh, look around you uh, all year. If you, uh, I mean, not all year during the Christmas season, and uh, pick an angel. Or if you work for a company, you may want to get your company involved. 
or uh, when we launch it, uh, visit our registry for good uh, with Walmart, who so graciously coordinates all that for us. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, ship free gifts, coats um, from our registry, uh, just like a baby registry or a bridal registry, wow. except for nobody's yeah. getting married. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not having any babies. But, um, <clears throat> but these are all our babies. These, yeah. are, these are all our kids. and. Right. Um, so if you want to choose a gift or two or five, um, you can do that and have it sent straight to us okay. uh, during the Christmas season. When it comes to distribution of those things, um, what does that look like, and, and do you need help doing that kind of work? Oh, we always need, uh, need lots of help. Uh, at this point, we're, we're doing uh, in-person. We do an intake mm-hmm. Um and that uh, have those dates. I'll go ahead and put those out there. September nineteenth through the twenty third, and then the twenty sixth through the thirtieth, okay. from nine to twelve and one to four. And we need um, volunteers to help us do that intake, okay. uh, greeters and such. But we'll also need uh, people to help us sort toys, uh, to pack those toys and make sure that every kid has, uh, every child has something. And then on distribution. Um, uh, we don't have a lot a, a lot of room, but we need people to greet. We need runners to go in when a person comes in to receive their stuff. They run and get their stuff and bring it, bring it and make sure that they get it along with uh, uh, some other goodies that we have for them that day. All right, thank you, Major Paula, for that. Uh, I do want to mention that we have other corps over in Sevierville. We have Lieutenant's Pool at our Sevierville Corps. Also in Maryville, uh, for Blunt County, we have Major Chase. Um, so um, uh, we do have those going in as well. Yeah. Uh, and Major Henderson, could you speak a little bit about locally and, and all that we serve around here? Yeah, because um, the things that she was talking about with the angel tree and, and the giving of the toys and the raising of the funds with the kettles, they'll be doing that as well in their region. So mm-hmm. um, what's what happens is um, the Salvation Army looks to see what is the need in each community and how to raise local dollars for that need. So we're in six counties that we serve out of the Knoxville location. This is called the Knoxville Area Command. So, of course, we serve serve Knoxville, but we serve all of Knox County. We also serve Anderson and Campbell County. Um, Our location in Maryville serves Blount County. And our location in Sevierville serves Sevier and Cock County. And, and all that we try to help and support out of this Knoxville location. So that's um, how we do some of that. And maybe um, uh, we'll be looking forward to hearing from those folks in a, in a, in a future uh, show because uh, they are exciting uh, to hear the work that they're doing there in yeah. Maryville with um, a very unique program, Relatives raising kids mm-hmm. and um they are um how does how does a, a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle deal with that when they're also helping raise some families children's and those kinds of things and how the salvation army can help with that and and how they also do christmas work and social services so yeah. it'd be nice to it'll be neat to hear that and then in uh, cock county and and in severe county the their work uh, up there it's just a neat work and exciting to see how the community is reaching out to them saying, hey, we need some help with this, that, or the other, and I'll let them get into some of those things. Mm-hmm. When there was fires um, yep. um, all over in, in Weird Valley and, and, and these places, places that I'm still learning names to. You know, that would be Weirs Valley. Weirs Valley. Where's Weirs Valley. Where's, where's like, Weirs Valley. Like, like, <laughs> there, Where is that? There is no Weir Valley. It's, it's oh, Weirs Valley. Weirs Valley. Okay. <laughs> 
Weirs in uh, West Virginia, actually. Uh, anyway, so Weirs Valley. Okay, yes. I got you. Um, well, so when there was fires, wherever they were, mm-hmm. um, um, those folks up in in Severe Severe County, out of Sevierville, just jumped right into yep. it and say, "How can we help?" And so I, we'll let them tell you some more about it. But the 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 neat thing about the Salvation Army is I really feel like and I enjoy is that the Salvation Army is not a cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. So what what do we discover we need here might look very different from what they need in Maryville or in Nashville or in Atlanta or in Augusta. You know, I mean, yeah. it just it, it looks different everywhere because the need might be quite different here. Mm-hmm. We might have very different community partners here that is not available in other places or vice versa. So what is the local need and how are they addressing in these different places and in these different counties? Um, but also how we raise the funds for that. So a lot of people do think that. They think that the mm-hmm. Salvation Army is a great big organization, and it is, and that our funding comes from them. I've heard that from a lot of donors mm-hmm. that have helped them understand how we raise funds. And they'll, they will sometimes say, oh, I just assumed I would give to the, the little charities, which I would say definitely give to them. They, they need some yeah. help. Um, and that you guys have the funding coming from, I guess, on high, wherever on high is. Yeah. I haven't seen that funding come from on high <laughs> yet. I'm still looking for that on high position. Because the Salvation Army's uh, the way we've organized ourselves is local dollars for local mission. Yeah. And it truly is. So the uh, the Salvation Army's headquarters, they don't raise money. Mm-hmm. They don't raise their own funds. Right. Um, they support us in small ways. Um, so those headquarters are small. They, they, they help support us in certain things and ensure that we are one army. Yeah. Um, but, um, but we raise our own funds here. And so that's why we really do need people recognizing, hey, what's going on in my community? How is this Salvation Army helping uh, be solutions to those problems? And how can I help the Salvation Army locally to, to do that good work? Now, there, there are certain times that I should say that the Salvation Army – Headquarters, they'll raise funds, things like a, a, a large natural disaster right. um, or other special events or, or needs. But they will always say, this is for that need. Um, so you're when you're donating to the Knoxville Salvation Army, it stays here in Knoxville. When you're donating to Sevierville, it stays in Sevierville yeah. and, and in Maryville, it, and it serves in those counties where we serve. So you can feel comfortable saying, okay, I'm giving – to help my local area, those in Anderson and Campbell and Knox and yep. and, uh, and in Sevier and Cock and, and Blunt County, th- that those dollars stay right here and serve in this community. Absolutely. And another way to stay up to date on what's going on at your local Salvation Army, whether you're in Sevierville, uh, whether you're in Knoxville or Maryville, uh, is to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. We are all over those. Um, I know that um, uh, Major Cam made good use of that. Uh, during the wildfires, uh, as I recall, mm-hmm. um, you were uh, you were actually in Sevier County during a lot of that during the uh, uh, disaster relief mm-hmm. effort that we were doing, and um, and so again, we we'll just want to reiterate that your uh, the funding that you give to the Salvation Army stays in your local community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it absolutely does. Yeah, and we appreciate that. Every dollar really does help. Not everybody can give a lot, mm-hmm. um, but um, whatever you're able to give to help is is wonderful blessed by God, uh, we pray that you'll have enough too. Absolutely. Well, we, again, want to thank you for listening. Thank you uh, to everyone here at the Salvation Army that has uh, been willing to to jump in and uh, tell us just a little bit about the Salvation Army and the programs we have here and all that happens here at Salvation Army that most people don't know about, including mm. me. 
for a long time. But So, again, I want to thank you, and uh, join us next time. Until then, again, you can check us out at SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. Thanks for listening to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. If you have an idea for a guest or for any questions about the show, reach out to us at ron.day at uss.salvationarmy.org. Or you can visit salvationarmysoundcast.org forward slash BTS for more information.